welcome to the Flicks Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode, we have Netflix 225th film from 2020. It's the drama Tiger Tail, directed by Alan Yang. It stars Zima, Christine Ko, Hayden Setso, and Lee Hong Chi. I'm Jesse. I'm here by myself. This I, I paused because this is our 225th episode. Huge, 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 huge. That's just in order from Netflix first film Beasts of No Nations right through to this one Tiger Tail in 2020. We've also done another 25 bonus episodes too. So, um, you know, realistically, I think we're up to 251 episodes or more than that already. So if uh, there's a Netflix original film that you've seen and you wanted to hear me or myself and MJ or Hader as well back at the start talk about one of these films, please uh, check out our catalogue because there's quite a bit there to listen to. But let's get into this one. This is um, Tiger Tail. I, I was actually excited. I remember when this one came out during the pandemic and I wanted to see this. So we're finally here now. We're finally here. I'm recording this in 2023. So uh, three years later, but we start our show off with the fast flicks where we do a quick summary of what the film is all about. So for me, I really struggled. <laughs> I really struggled with this one. Uh, so I've gone simple. I've just said it's about a man dealing with lost loves and those loves can mean many, many things. Um, usually it'd be better if I had uh, someone here to banter with about that and what it means. But hopefully if you've seen this film, uh, that will make a bit of sense to you. And if you haven't seen the film and you're keen to check it out, give us a pause now. Come back a little bit later on because I'm going to spoil this one um, as we go. So we do start and talk a little bit about how the film ended up on Netflix. So it was of May in 2018 where Alan Young, sorry, Alan Yang was revealed that he was going to write and direct Tiger Tail for Netflix, making this his directorial debut with principal photography beginning on August 27th of 2018 in New York and Taiwan. And there's a little bit of an interesting thing here. There was a character in this film to be played by John Cho. Um, John Cho, most of you would know from Harold and Kumar um, in the film Searching, as well as uh, Captain, sorry, Lieutenant Sulu in the Star Trek reboot films. Uh, obviously a big Asian-American actor. Um, he was in this film, but was cut out. So it was a little bit of a, an interesting thing. And I think I probably got some ideas about who that character might have been a little bit later on. Tiger Tail, um, for the director, Alan Yang, it sort of uh, started off as a file saved on his computer called Family Movie. And this was dated back in August of 2016. But when he read the whole story again later, he sort of shelved it. And he said, I just think this isn't it, man. This is a B. It's because I don't have a personal enough connection to it. Uh, so he then stated that he started writing again a lot. And he wanted to tell a sprawling, multi-generational Asian-American tale. And he ended up writing a 250-page script with multiple points of view that eventually whittled down into this one central character of Pinju, who, who I'll talk about uh, very, very shortly. Yang called um, sort of this idea, because a lot of these stories are based on his father's immigration story, and he called this a fever dream. And he did actually use his own real-life dad to do the book and voiceovers in this film, which is quite interesting. There are a lot of flashbacks between the present and the past, and the flashback scenes were all shot on 16mm film, while the present-day uh, present shots were done on digital film, which is quite interesting to sort of see as well. This was released on Netflix on the 10th of April 2020. It was filmed, um, as I mentioned before, in New York and Taiwan. It only had one award, which was for Zimai as the best lead performer by a male in a motion picture at the Leo Awards. 
translations around the world. So Tiger Tail, uh, we'll talk about a little bit later on, but Tiger Tail is the name of, a, of the town that um, our, our main protagonist grew up in. But in Hungary, it's called Tiger Tail, Our Story. And in Japan, it's called Tiger Tail, Memories of a Family. Other than that, the rest of the world sort of kept to that simple title of Tiger Tail. What are the critics and audiences saying? So Rotten Tomatoes, probably our least uh, favorite one to look at, but Rotten Tomatoes actually has it on 82% which is extremely high. It's certified fresh on 82 reviews. So 82% on 82 reviews. The audience also has it positively, not as high, but it's on 66%. That's on more than 100 ratings. IMDb sort of sits on exactly the same as 6.6 out of 10 on a bit over 3,500 ratings. And Letterboxd, again, it's almost exactly the same. It's a 3.3 out of 5, which would be a 6.6 or a 66%, and that's on 11,500 ratings. Crazy. What are my early thoughts? For me, I think this is a very simple yet beautiful story. I, it's just one of those stories of the struggles of love and finding your feet in a new country for new opportunities, and it's done really nicely. So for me, positive, I'm gonna be pretty positive in this discussion about this film. All right, let, let's get into some characters in this one. So Pinju, I, I sort of mentioned him earlier when I was discussing, but he's our main protagonist and uh, he is, well, we start off seeing him as a young, young fellow and we hear that his father died when he was one, his mum had to leave to go and get work, so he was sort of left with his grandparents. And we sort of see him progress with these intercuts backwards and forwards in time uh, as he grows up in Taiwan to where he is now in America. Uh, so you know, we see he gave up on love and his homeland to, to chase a dream with an arranged marriage, I guess. And this sort of leads to isolation, uh, to kids, to divorce, to further isolation with his own kids, especially his daughter, Angela. And, and all in all, it's a guy who struggles with his relationship with women, uh, in part because of the sacrifices he made in uplifting his own life and sort of then not opening up to explain why he is, how he is, and, and where he got to from where he was. So uh, a very interesting character. They sort of try to team off with uh, his daughter, Angela. So Angela is in America. Um, she's a workaholic they've got this estranged relationship and it's sort of in some part because of her partner, Eric, that she's got. Um, and he walks out on her anyway. I almost wanted uh, Pinju to sort of say to her, I told you so, but unfortunately uh, the performance of Angela was pretty horrendous. Uh, and it took away from what needed to be the grounding reconciliation relationship of this film. So that was kind of a little bit sad that um, the performance for Angela wasn't really that good. Uh, but, but that brings us to a few of the other characters that sort of play side parts. And uh, the first one I'll talk about is Lan. Um, she was the, the love of Pinju's life growing up and she brought joy and happiness to him. Even later in his life we see as well. She obviously also chased her dream of going to America as well. And, you know, I really enjoyed seeing them on screen together because she obviously brought so much happiness to Pinju and, and a lot of the, the scenes we see later in his life, he's not a happy guy. And that's possibly because of the arranged marriage that I mentioned before to Shenzhen. Um, she had a rich dad uh, who Pinju worked for and he decided to send them to the States to start a new life. They never really had feelings for each other. Um, you know, she wanted to further her career and, and study and become a teacher or a nurse, but sort of struggled with the assimilation in America and sort of met this friend, um, Pei Jing, which was a really nice character to see because she was this friendly expat who she could connect with and really gave her strength and comfort in those early years uh, in, in, in this as well. And the only other character I'll sort of touch on is um, Ming Hua, which was um, Ping Ju's mum. Uh, we only really saw her when he was sort of in his teenage 
years. Um, just a great veteran performance and really enjoyed some of the scenes um, of son and mother together, which I'll probably talk about in the scenes when I talk about them. But this is the time to talk about the director, Alan Yang. This guy has such a big history in comedic television. He's literally produced 88 episodes of Parks and Rec, eight of The Good Place, 25 of Master of None with uh, Aziz Zanzan, and sort of directed some of those episodes too. So as I mentioned at the start, directorial debut in this film, uh, a big change up from what he's sort of known for doing as well. Talk about some scenes. What are some things that I enjoyed in this film? So. Early on, we see um, Pinju and Juan on their date, uh, or Juan, and the staff are rude, judge them from where they are in society, and they do a runner from the restaurant, and it just showed how much fun they had together, and I really liked the follow-up later in the film as well, where Pinjin is with um, Shenzhen, um, sort of on their first night in America, and they decide to go out for dinner to sort of celebrate moving to America, and then they couldn't eat where they wanted to because they had no money but they decided to leave. And then also when they're back in the apartment room a, bit, a little bit later on as well, um, he wanted her to dance. And we'd seen how much joy he had dancing with um, with Juan earlier in the film as well. And it just was a really nice sort of connection between what made him happy. And obviously this, this relationship was never gonna make him happy. It was more about getting a ticket to America so he could you know, better himself and, and possibly bring his mother with him as well. And speaking of his mother, all the, all the moments of Pinju with his mum together were great. You could feel the love between um, each of them and whether that was them working together at the factory or, or sitting around a table eating, it was, there was just great um, chemistry between those two characters and that really worked for me. Uh, there was early on in the film as well, Pinju and, and Juan, they're singing, uh, sitting on the dock of the bay together. And it was just a lovely moment, a nice romantic moment that I'm going to highlight as well. Um, the, the divorce discussion, this isn't funny, but the divorce discussion between Pinju and, and Shenzhen, uh, you know, the, I think the line was something along the, the lines of, I used to think you could care about someone other than yourself, but you can't and you never will. It was just so impactful. And, and we'd seen him as a character where he was at now. And just to hear that from his wife or, or ex-wife now, it sort of highlighted where he'd come and, and how unhappy he was in the situation he was in. Two other things I liked. Um, Pinju obviously decides he needs to better himself. So he looks up one on Facebook um, and just to be able to connect with her through Facebook, through online chats, they actually meet up. We saw him smile as an old man for the first time. That was just nice to see him sort of regaining his faith in life um, and, and leading to him going, okay, I'm going to try and rebuild this relationship with my daughter too, because the final scenes are the last things I'll, I'll add in because um, he decides to take his daughter, Angela, to Taiwan to visit all these special places, the factory he worked out, the rice fields, his first home with his mum, all those sorts of things. It was just a really nice way to end. And we didn't have to hear any dialogue from Angela. Whack, sorry. <laughs> things I didn't like. Again, uh, I hate to say it, but every scene with Angela apart from this last one, uh, but, you know, with a more accomplished actress, th this role could have been perfect. The worst of her scenes probably had to be when she went out with her dad, Pinju, uh, and she breaks down about her breakup with Eric and him leaving her and only ever wanting someone to care about her and never getting it from her dad and she just storms out. Just, ah, oh, it was cringeworthy. Sorry, apologies. Okay, talk about some themes, some ideas in this film. Uh, there's a little bit it says, and... I think the, the big thing you need to take out of this is the idea of the American dream for people that don't live in America. That idea of being able to make a living, make money, living a better life, supporting your family, like bringing your mother over too so she can have a better life. 
And, and the flip of the coin is too that like what do you have to give up to chase that dream? Like the immigrant struggle because they the people that did move over there did have struggles. It's not easy. And that sort of talks a little bit too about you know, this cross-generational story that we see that the older generation, they were willing to explore new things, change up their life, move completely to a completely different country without their family, without their support network, but then rejecting that when their kids or, or the younger generation do the same thing in their own way. Uh, and that's a bit like that idea at the start. We see that, um, you know, the idea of crying, it doesn't solve anything. Um, you do what you have to do. And that's just that different mentality that we've seen through generations in this film. The last thing I'll touch on is the title of the film, Tiger Tail. Um, it's obviously, I said before, the, the name of the town, but also um, that idea of the, the tiger tail, like as long as you have a hold of that tiger tail, the tiger can't harm you. However, holding onto that tail is dangerous too because at any minute the tiger might sort of wrestle itself free and eat you. And that's sort of that idea that we see through our characters, like you've got to let go of that barrier and tell your story so people understand where you're at and why you might be how you are as well. All right, well, what did I take away from this film? I think that the opening scene, almost the opening scene, showed us the harshness that those in Taiwan faced. Um, you know, that idea of dissidents not following the Chinese regime. Um, it's just such an interesting part of history, which, which I really recommend looking up. Um, it was one of my favorite things that I sort of studied in, in late high school. I had, this, I had a teacher from Taiwan who was so passionate because this had impacted her family as well in the same way that we sort of see in this story a little bit. So, uh, you know, if you haven't read about Taiwan and the US connection and support, um, I highly recommend looking into that yourself. Questions. Uh, there's obviously no one to answer this question, but the idea of we, we hear that Pinju has a son. We only get to meet his daughter. So my thoughts are surely this was John Cho's. I mentioned before, John Cho was cut from this film. I think that surely he played the son, who's apparently a musician who's been touring around Europe. So what do you think the relationship with his son was like? I'm intrigued, very intrigued. There's one little bit of dialogue that sort of suggests that the son had told Angela to go and pick the dad up from the airport. So obviously dad talked to the son, but I'd really like to see what their relationship's like. Um, hopefully that's a positive one because surely he couldn't ignore both of his kids. That would be super sad. Uh, all right, I'm, time to, I'm ready to wrap this one up. Uh, we'll give a film a rating out of five. Uh, give it a score for me. I mean, like I've said, this, this has a little part in it. it it's a personal story and... and I think it's done really well apart from the character of Angela, which, which is a little bit frustrating because this could have been a pretty perfect film. It's about humans and the struggle of life. It has a really shun, uh, sorry, a short runtime too, which means this is perfect to sit with the family and watch. That Obviously, you've got to read subtitles, so your kids have got to be at an age to be able to read that, but there's nothing in this that's going to offend. So I think it's a nice story to, to show you know young teens um, and they'll, they'll probably enjoy it. So I'm giving this a four out of five. As always, um, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we've got our social media platforms, so give us a follow if you can. The question I wanted to put on there, just based on the relationship that we saw, we saw with Shenzhen and with um, Jin Chao as well, is, sorry, Pin Zhu as well, is can you learn to love someone? Is that something that you can possibly do? Can you spend so much time on someone that you eventually love them? Or, or is love something different? I think it's completely something different. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sold on the idea of arranged marriages and it still sort of upsets me that, that this sort of happens in the world today. So um, that's what I want you to, to, to give me some uh, some of your feedback on as well. We'll be back next week. Next week, we've got another episode from 2020. It is the French action thriller called Earth and Blood or in French, La Terre et le Sang. So that's uh, directed by Julien Reclerc. It stars Sammy Boulaya. 
Eric Obanay and Sammy Seguia. So that's what we've got next week for you. International film. Give it a watch. I've got no idea what it's going to be like. As always, thanks for, for hanging out and listening, and I will see you next week.